0: Chapter ninety three of Chicot the jester by Alexandre Dumas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by john Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia. Chapter ninety three, Where Chicot Guesses Why D'Epernon Had Blood on His Feet, and None in His Cheeks The king, returning to the Louvre, found his friends peacefully asleep, except D'Epernon, whose bed was empty. "Hmm, "Not come in yet! how imprudent!" murmured the king to Chicot. Who had also returned and was standing with them by the beds the fool having to fight tomorrow with a man like bussy and to take no more care than this let them seek monsieur d'epernon said he going out of the room and speaking to an usher monsieur d'epernon is just coming in sire replied the man indeed d'epernon came softly along thinking to glide unperceived to his room on seeing the king he looked confused Ah. Here you are at last, said Henry. Come here and look at your friends. They are wise. They understand the importance of the duel tomorrow. But you, instead of praying and sleeping like them, have been running about the streets. Corps bleu! How pale you are! What will you look like tomorrow? Depernon was indeed pale, but at the king's remark he colored. Now go to bed, continued Henry, and sleep if you can. Why not? Much time you will have. You are to fight at daybreak, and at this time of year the sun rises at four. It is now two. You have but two hours to sleep. Two hours well employed go a long way. You will sleep, then? Well, sire. I do not believe it. Why not? Because you are agitated, you think of tomorrow. I will sleep, sire, if your majesty will only let me. That is just, said Chicot. Indeed, Dépernon undressed and got into bed with a calm and satisfied look that seemed both to the king and Chicot to augur well. He is as brave as Caesar, said the king. So brave that I do not understand it, said Chicot. See, he sleeps already. Chicot approached the bed to look. Oh, said he. What is it? Look. And he pointed to D'Epernon's boots. "'Blood!' "'He has been walking in blood.' "'Can he be wounded?' said the king anxiously. "'Bah! He would have told us. And besides, unless he had been wounded like Achilles in the heel—' "'See, the sleeve of his doublet is also spotted. "'What could have happened to him?' "'Perhaps he has killed someone to keep his hand in.' "'It is singular.' well tomorrow at least Uh, today you mean well today i shall be tranquil why so because those cursed angevins will be killed you think so henry i am sure of it my friends are brave i never heard that the angevins were cowards no doubtless but my friends are so strong look at schomberg's arm what a muscle ah If you saw Antragg's, is that all that reassures you? No. uh, Come, and I will show you something. Where? In my room. And this something makes you confident of victory? Yes. Come, then. Wait, and let me take leave of them. Adieu, my good friends, murmured the king, as he stooped and imprinted a light kiss on each of their foreheads. Chicot was not superstitious, but as he looked on, his imagination pictured a living man making his adieu to the dead. "'It is singular,' thought he. "'I never felt so before. Poor fellows.'" As soon as the king quitted the room, D'Epernon opened his eyes and, jumping out of bed, began to efface, as well as he could, the spots of blood on his clothes. Then he went to bed again. As for Henry, he conducted Chicot to his room and opened a long ebony coffer lined with white satin look said he swords yes but blessed swords my dear friend blessed by whom by our holy father the pope who granted me this favor to send this box to rome and back cost me twenty horses and four men are they sharp doubtless but their great merit is that they are blessed yes i know that but still I should like to be sure they are sharp. Pagan? Let us talk of something else. Well, be quick. You want to sleep? No, to pray. In that case, we will talk. Have you sent for Monsieur d'Anjou? Yes, he is waiting below. What are you going to do to him? Throw him in the Bastille. That is very wise. Only choose a dungeon that is deep and safe. Such, for example, as those which are occupied by the constable de St. Paul or Armagnac. Oh, be easy. I know where they sell good black velvet, my son. Chicot, he is my brother. Ah, true. The family mourning is violet. Shall you speak to him? Yes, certainly, if only to show him that his plots are discovered do you disapprove in your place i should cut short the conversation and uh, double the imprisonment let them bring here the duc d'anjou said the king a minute after the duke entered very pale and disarmed crillon followed him where did you find him asked the king sire his highness was not at home but. I took possession of his hotel in the king's name, and soon after he returned, and we arrested him without resistance. That is fortunate. Then turning to the prince, he said, Where were you, monsieur? Wherever I was, sire, be sure it was on your business. I doubt it. Francois bowed. Come, tell me where you were while your accomplices were being arrested. My accomplices? Yes, your accomplices. Sire, your majesty is making some mistake. Oh, this time you shall not escape me. Your measure of crime is full. Sire, be moderate. There is certainly someone who slanders me to you. Wretch! You shall die of hunger in a cell of the Bastille. I bow to your orders, whatever they may be hypocrite but where were you sire i was serving your majesty and working for the glory and tranquility of your reign really your audacity is great bah said chicot tell us about it my prince it must be curious sire i would tell your majesty had you treated me as a brother but as you have treated me as a criminal I will let the event speak for itself." Then bowing profoundly to the king, he turned to Creon and the other officers and said, Now, which of you gentlemen will conduct the first prince of the blood to the Bastille? Chicot had been reflecting and a thought struck him. Ah, murmured he, I believe I guess now why Monsieur d'Epernon had so much blood on his feet and so little in his cheeks. End of chapter 93, recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia.